0: Welcome to the SFDC Consultant Podcast, the podcast where we have open discussions with Salesforce Consultants, Administrators and Architects. My name is Emmerich and today's episode is quite special. Now we've had a break over the summer and now it's time to get back to it. Today I'm sharing my discussion with Jessica Murphy. Jessica has helped the Salesforce community for a long time she supported the community with 100 days of Trailhead. That included 100 days of learning, 100 days of app building, and also back to basics. Through our discussion, we talk about the best ways to get into Salesforce and also the best way to actually learn. Enjoy my discussions and looking forward to your feedback.
1: My name is Jessica Murphy. In 2014, I graduated with this shiny master's degree in education. I thought that I was going to uh, probably work in an office of disability services for the rest of my life. You see, beforehand, I had been a sign language interpreter and then a sign language teacher. And so I got this master's degree and I applied to every university, I think, on the West Coast and I could not find a job. I looked and I looked and I looked. And so I happened to be in this meeting in 2015 where I overheard a woman say, I love teaching women to code. And I went, wait, what? So I'm shy and I sent my best friend Rachel Watson to go and meet this woman. So she met her. And it really, it was really the fact that Sheena said it more so than anything that Sheena did, because afterwards I went home, I went home and I Googled HTML, CSS. I Googled um, how to learn these things. I, I Googled JavaScript. I even learned some of these things. And, and I absolutely fell in love and knew that I wanted to do it. I joined Girl Develop It. I joined Women Who Code. And then through Girl Develop It, I was at a particular meeting where a woman said, come to the Salesforce event. And I was less than impressed because of the word sales, right? But my friend, Rachel, wanted to go. She, this was exciting to her. And I was like, okay, I'll go. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to support you. So we went to the Salesforce event and the speaker was none other than Chris Duarte. And she was talking and I'm trying to do JavaScript homework because by the way, I was also in Bootcamp for JavaScript. So she's talking. I'm trying to type in what she said was so compelling that I thought this is what I want to do. By the end, I knew after bootcamp I was going to learn Salesforce, and that's exactly what I did. Uh, by the end of that year, me, Rachel, and Paula Nelson, who is another Salesforce person, we started the second Salesforce Saturday in the world, Phoenix Salesforce Saturday. And so that was really how I got in, and it was a curvy journey, but I learned a lot along the way. <laughs> so that was my journey into starting Salesforce, and then I tried to start everything else afterwards.
0: <laughs> it's interesting because it wasn't something that the majority of users or, or consultants, uh, probably not developers, but they end up with the accidental admin or yeah, something along those lines or they were a user of of sales, and they realized, oh, well, this is interesting, and, and so on and so forth. But with you, it was a coincidence within a coincidence, if it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you've been lucky once to, to over, overhear something. I was like, oh, okay, coding, a different 180 degree, would I, would I say, career change from your sign language and, and teaching degree, uh, which I'll, I'll touch upon in a second because I think the way you've classified that, it's it's. I'm a big fan of that, by the way. And secondly, at, at the point of that, you you already joined a boot camp and and really thought this is something to to look into and and I guess concentrate on. And then that ended up into sales, so then you were you were not you know in any way, shape, or form concerned to basically pivot the second time.
1: I, I think I think that that's the best thing that you can do for your career when you find yourself at a point where you're stuck. Pivot like. I know that it's more complicated than it sounds, but really in another sense, it isn't. It's just like, okay, what's the next logical step? And the 180 is an interesting way of putting it because language is language, right? Like once you understand like the verbs and the nouns and all the things, you understand how this thing works. So like whether it's ASL or whether it's learning French or whether it's learning a language, or learning Salesforce, you're learning the language and then putting it together in different combinations. So it is different, but it really actually isn't.
0: I mean, you, you're basically learning the, the basics. So it's the way uh, usually people classify or or you know categorize Salesforce, or they explain that is building blocks. At the point they you know how to play with Legos, you could you could build whatever. It doesn't really matter if you're building a bridge, a car, or whatever. It's 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 the same pieces. They're playing around. It's just, the spec is different. The first thing I would want to touch upon is you're putting a lot of content out there. And at one point in time, you guys are doing the, like the, the 100 days of Salesforce. Can you explain what that stands for as an objective level? What is that? And what are you trying to encourage? What are you trying to promote? And then what's your objective there?
1: 100 days of Trailhead really actually did start out of Phoenix Salesforce Saturday because we had a lot of people coming in asking, How do I get into Salesforce? or How do I get a certification. And I wanted to explain. And I started by putting things on LinkedIn and putting things on Twitter. But this is what happens with LinkedIn and Twitter. Once it's there, then everybody else tweets or everybody else posts and it's lost. And you're giving people the same um, URL over and over and over again. And I thought there needs to be one place where people can, can learn things. Equally, I had, all, I had also uh, become the co-founder and co-leader of women in tech developers. And so I woke up I think it was in let me let me it was 2017 right it was 2017 I woke up and I thought we should learn, do 100 days of code and that's actually how it started. It started out as 100 days of code and we started in 2018 and along the way again learning people in the community said I want this to be more inclusive this isn't this isn't fair to what about admins and so We changed it by 2019 to 100 days of Trailhead and added two different tracks, one for 100 days of learning and one for 100 days in app building. In 2020, we added automation. And so let me tell you the objective of all of these, right? So the objective of 100 days of learning is for people to get on Trailhead for 100 days. You see, scientists say that if you do anything for 90 days, that it becomes a habit. And so as people are tempted to make their careers better or, or to actually learn Salesforce, being on Trailhead is the very best way to learn Salesforce. It's Salesforce telling us how to, how to use Salesforce, and it's for free. It's this amazing platform, this MOOC, and it's for free. All right, so the objective of 100 days of app building is to apply what you've known and also hundred days of automation is there's a little bit of learning and a little bit of application but the idea with hundred days of, of app, app building is that you are learning all of this stuff and that's just the beginning for my master's degree the highest level of education the highest level of learning is to reapply information that you've learned so we're saying build an app build something build lightning components and we've been in talks with App Exchange because we are doing this because we want there to be more diversification in terms of apps and more diversification in terms of business owners on the App Exchange. And even if the person's goal is not to be on the App Exchange then they can build something amazing that can be applied in their consultancy. It can be applied in their companies. It can be applied in so many ways. So the goal is to get people up to the next level. So if you don't know and, and you're trying to learn something, 100 days of learning. If you if you want to build something, and we absolutely say that you should, that's 100 days of, of app building. And for automation, declarative development, that's the that's the push with Salesforce. They want us to be Clicks before code. So 100 days of automation is also about learning and reapplying the information to create something.
0: That makes total sense. And I will want to point something out you mentioned in terms of the app exchange. I think, from my point of view, and I've had a few discussions with, with, with a few other guests, one, one of them, Richard Clark. He's, uh, he's like the CTO of, uh, of Provar testing, the mm-hmm. automation testing software for Salesforce. And he did raise a, a bit of a concern from his side. And, and I've been through the app AppExchange test, um, security review and publishing myself. yeah. So it's not the most easy thing to do from a red tape point of view. I mean, in terms of the technicality, I fully support that because you need to have quality apps and you need to have secure apps. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you need to do around it with the documents, signing, things that, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think one of the things that he mentioned was there is not really a way for people just to build something simple, build something as a, as a community and share it in an in app exchange type area. What well, you could do, you could put it on, on GitHub and, and things like that, but mm-hmm. is that the best way that Salesforce can do? Is that the best way for the community? I'm not exactly sure. I, I, again, the, in case this gets to the ears of, of someone that is able to make those type of decisions, Mm -hmm. I think they'll agree that there's something better that that Salesforce is is able to do that looking at all the other things that they're doing what have you found that is the best way to teach people because if you think about it is there's one thing to read something there's another thing to understand it, there's another thing to be able to apply so those are falling into a few areas and that's why I said it's like you literally have a a master's degree in education or, or teaching and I think for this specific scenario, that's like a gold mine in, in your back pocket <laughs> in terms of being able to in a way associate things around that. So basically are these programs coming with your own experience in terms of what's the best way to put people around trailhead trails and, and modules and, and how to get the best outcome of their time then basically they're investing in that?
1: That's a great question. For me personally, it was this was when there was Salesforce University. My learning was a combination of Salesforce University and Trailhead. That's how I learned Salesforce. So with my master's in education, I can honestly say that the best way using Trailhead is trail mixes because, and my Trailhead, but more specifically Trailmixes, mixes. And, and this is why. You can actually take different modules of Trailhead and use it for people's learning, the way that they learn all right let me give you an example when with phoenix salesforce saturday i noticed that a lot of people were coming in saying how do i get started and so i was spending so much time at salesforce saturday teaching them okay so now you go to trailhead now you spin up an org and now now you get on trailhead and now you go to this and back when i started there was only the admin there was admin that's that's where i was starting everyone and so trail mixes were amazing because I was able to almost automate that process by saying, okay, here's a trail that's called start from the beginning, do this. And this was by, that, that trail's by Amber Boaz. Now this is my trail and it's called big picture, uh, big picture thinking learner. And so this is for people who are like, okay, don't give me all of the minutiae, the, these tiny steps. Let me do a project or something first and then attach all of these concepts on. And what I've found from both Phoenix Salesforce Saturday and just being around is that most people really actually wanna do it that way. They wanna do something where they don't learn incrementally, but they have this one thing that they do. And then, then you're like, okay, so now, now that you have learned how to do this, go back to this trail and now you're gonna actually learn it in depth. So from my standpoint, that, was the, that has been the best way to teach people to do Salesforce. And that's what um, I still continue to implement in Phoenix Salesforce Saturday. And it's not what I've implemented in uh, WIT Devs because most of, or in when it, when it tech developers, because most of those people already were either admins or developers or something like that. And so for them, I needed the next step. So, but for me, the best way was trail mixes. And then on the WIT Dev side, was to give challenges because this is another thing. People, even though I very much so encourage an internal locus of control, that is, you do it because you want to. I also know that people love things that are gamified, right? I try to gamify everything. I gamify like the way that we meet e- each other in our, when we're, you know, having live events, but I also gamify 100 Days of Trailhead. There is something that happens at the end. We have a celebration. People win prizes, but that's not the real point. That's just like something that makes it fun, right? The real point is for them to learn and be able to take it back to their companies and to be able to take it back to to something that they want to do personally. That's the real point. Gamification and then trail mixes, to me, those are the best ways to uh, teach everyone around me.
0: A few years ago right now, I I really wanted to get into Python. The whole thing is like an easy language to pick up. And also you can do a lot of things with it. And you could get Code Academy and all these other things. But the other thing that I found, you you go on YouTube and you search for that and you get this like 12 hour video teaching you how to build 10 projects from scratch. Yeah. And it doesn't teach you, quote-unquote, you know, variables or loops or this, that, and the other. It literally, mm-hmm. it, by building it, you mention those things. Of course, you use them because those those are the tools, those are the things that you're referencing, the methods and so on. But afterwards, after you've gone through those 10 projects, even though you're doing a lot of, you know, copying of like writing, whatever, you know, the instructor is doing there, at the end of it, when you go back and actually read about it, then you're like, ah, oh, okay, and because of this, that's why we use it there like that. So in terms of project, I really, and in terms of Salesforce, I really appreciate their um, super badges because mm-hmm. most of those, they, they include a, a hands-on, uh, a hands-on that. And I have heard this point a while ago mentioned that you may end up in a situation where certificates potentially faded, not really faded away, but people will probably look more at your super badges on on Trailhead, the fact that you have them and they're done, rather than just look at the certifications. Because there's a bit of a debate around the value of certifications as well. But with Trailhead, you can't really, in a way, technically, you can't really fake it. You have to do that project Mm -hmm. um, on on your own terms. Uh, So that's, I think that is that. That is a good point in terms of trying to, in case you're trying to teach someone just by challenges. And, and of course, also have cracked the whole gamification around, around points and, and around the statuses and, and all of that on Trailhead. The other thing I wanted to ask is, in terms of participations and in terms of your audience in a way, who are you looking at? What is, what is your, your, your participation audience? Is this like potentially people trying to change careers or people getting into graduates that feel that their degree is not getting that job on the west coast or <laughs> what is what is that uh, who is it that you're trying to help to i guess get into salesforce build a career from this because i think there is there's a lot to be built uh, in this in this community
1: okay so i would like to say that it's one audience right like okay so i would love to say it's just underserved people but that doesn't take into consideration the fact that I help white guys at Phoenix Salesforce Saturday all the time, right? I would like to say that it's just graduates, but we have a lot of people who come to Salesforce Saturday who are changing careers. A lot of people, a lot of women and a lot of people now in in wit devs who um, were admins and they want to become developers. So a lot of people who are, like I said, graduates who want to actually start a career in Salesforce. So for me, I've focused on a lot of different populations because the one thing that I can usually say is that these people are at some type of impasse in their career or impasse in their life. If it's a student they've graduated and, and they just are not finding something out there, or if it's a person who's retired and, and, and they have had this long career doing something else, but now they want to go into tech, they're at this crossroads and they're like, well, what's next? or someone who said who's saying what I've done until now has not worked so this looks like this could be a good option so i've served so many different populations i can honestly say everyone it really is everyone it's a cross section of society because no matter what your color your ethnic background no matter your 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 sex no matter Any of of those things, we often in in society meet this crossroads where we're like, what do I do now? I mean, COVID-19 is a great example, right? How many people have gotten laid off as a result of COVID-19? What a tremendous opportunity we have as Salesforce professionals to spread what we've learned and what we're doing to others and help them to have rewarding, successful careers like we have. So I think it's everyone, really.
0: And on the point of of COVID and such as events in in the world at this magnitude in terms of affecting hundreds and, and millions of people across the world, I think by having a platform like Trailhead and... That in itself is is added value, but there is a, a big point here by having a community like the Salesforce community. And that's the thing is, I, I've mentioned this probably on the podcast a bunch of times, but this does not actually, I still cannot realize how lucky I guess we are among ourselves because of the people that are participating in that. I mean, I, I don't really have a big career behind me in terms of being in different industries and so on and so forth. but. I haven't actually heard or uh, interacted in any way with a community which is as helpful and as willing to share as the one in Salesforce. And I've had this this idea in my head for a while is, are we collaborating or are we competing in, in any way, shape or form among ourselves? Because... Everyone is willing to share, but why are we sharing that? Are we sharing from our our good heart of helping my other colleague at the other side of the world or or somehow I'm competing for having greater knowledge and and, and I'm trying to somehow push that out there? And I've had a podcast with someone recently, and the way he explained, he, we were talking about the different. We were talking about uh, the influx of talent within the within the ecosystem, and he said, I would welcome everyone to work as colleagues and so on and so forth. And he wasn't really talking about the company that he was working at. He was, he was talking about everyone working anywhere with Salesforce. He classified them as colleagues. And I'm thinking, that's it. That's it. People just looking at everyone among themselves uh, that, that is working within the community and knowing what they're about and having that connection, I guess. I mean, that's just kind of my, <laughs> that's kind of my, my thinking around that.
1: I absolutely love what you just said because... This is something I say often, don't leave yourself behind. And what I mean by that is that whether you had a career before, bring that, because like that industry probably uses Salesforce, right? And if you were a student, no matter what you were, bring that with you because like, for example, digital natives, millennials are digital natives. There are people that are digital immigrants who learn technology later on in life. Well, we all have something to contribute. How amazing is that? And yes, I do perceive everyone in the Salesforce ecosystem as colleagues. And I think that the best way, and this is why it goes back to internal locus of control, is to be competitive with oneself. Be welcoming because everyone has something that you, it's something that that they can teach you, right? And maybe that is a top type of competition, but wow, how cool is that? Like industries that I would have never imagined I've been able to touch right as a consultant and people who know how to do this because they've been in that industry. That is absolutely amazing. It's like this whole perpetual lifelong learning thing that we're supposed to do, and in the Salesforce ecosystem, we actually do it.
0: That is actually a good point. What I was going to say, Jessica, is is thank you for your time. Thank you for you know sharing your story and and thank you for I guess putting everything into a picture. And anyone that think about about getting into Salesforce pushing from an admin to a consultant or from admin to a dev or consultant to architect, whatever that next step is, what would be your summary advice to that?
1: Be comfortable being uncomfortable and learn every single
0: day. In case anyone is trying to look out for what you're posting, 100 days of sales, what are the best ways to connect with everything that you're doing?
1: Okay, I'm on Twitter as at Jessica R. Murphy. I'm on LinkedIn as Jessica R. Murphy, and my blog is 100daysoftrailhead.com.
0: Thank you for listening to the SFDC Consultant Podcast. Be sure to visit sfdcconsultant.com to access the show notes and discover additional content. If you enjoyed the podcast, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, give us a review, and share it with your peers. Until next time,
1: take care.